Welcome, everybody, to the Save Point Podcast. I am Dan, as always. I am joined by Steve, actually, at the beginning of the podcast this week. It's incredible. I'm here. I'm here from the start. <laughs> He's here. Um, Grace is not with us. She's actually getting ready to go to school So, because uh, she is still in college. Um, no, we will not give out what college she goes to. Um but, uh, no, she's getting ready to go to college, so she's packing up everything, and, and uh, she'll be joining us from there. Um, and Jesus was supposed to join us, and he's kind of – we don't know where he's at. It's kind of funny. Maybe he'll pop in later. Maybe he won't. But uh, we're kind of wondering where he's at. We need to find Jesus. Jesus, where we are you? We need to find Jesus. <laughs> and I'm going just... to tattle, I'm gonna tattle on, on Grace a little bit. According to Discord, it says, playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? She has an orange sign next to her. her yeah, she's away. It, it could so. just be that it's booted up or something in the background. But I think think that's funny that she's like, oh, I'm busy in school and all this. And I look, it says World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft playing. That's I know funny. that that is funny. Um, though, speaking of our Discord, you can join our Discord if you are interested. Um, just anywhere that you have downloaded this podcast, uh, the link to our Discord is there. It is free. It is fun. There's a whole bunch of channels. Uh, if you would like to have any channels added for a specific game or specific topic, let us know. I have no problem adding that. Uh, in fact, some of the some of the really really good uh, topics um, uh, actually have come from just people suggesting that we put a channel in there, and we'll get to actually one of them. And it's actually something that I've been playing, but we'll. Uh, well, let's Steve. Steve, what have you been playing? Have you been been able to play anything since Thursday? Yes, yes, I have. In fact, a a new game came out. Um, not one of your AAA nonsense games, but a little indie game. Um, I don't even know how indie it really is, but uh, Graveyard Keeper. Have you heard of that? I have. I had a buddy playing that. Like it popped up on the Discord once again. Discord. Mm-hmm. Discord. Uh, popped up that he was playing it. I didn't message it. Uh, message him about it. Uh, and then I saw it on Steam, mm-hmm. um, and then I watched a little bit on Twitch, but I really haven't gone further than that. So why don't you tell me about it? It it is um, it's Stardew Valley, but instead of having a farm, you have a graveyard. Like that is the 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 most basic way you could you could say you know what it is. It's a farming simulator, just like Stardew Valley is, except um, you've got this graveyard, and you want to have a nice graveyard. But there's a, there's a twist to the whole thing. So I, there's, um, I was watching on YouTube. There's this guy that goes through and does indie games. I watch him all the time. And I was like, Oh, this looks like a really interesting game. And then I noticed that like, Oh, it's coming out in like a week or something. Like, okay, that's cool. So I had it on my radar. Like, Oh, 20 bucks or something. I think it's like 1999. I was like, All right. Maybe I'll pick that up. Then I flipped on my Xbox the other day and it was, um, Game Pass, New Games, Graveyard Keeper. I was like, whoa, I already have it. Nice. And hit the download button, <laughs> start playing. So the the interesting bit about it, like the, the twist to it, is that the game starts in modern times. Like the little cutscene is just a dude at a grocery store and he's like buying food and he goes to, okay. to cross the street and like his cell phone rings and he looks at it and it's like his wife or a girlfriend or something. And then you hear like car honking, tire screeching, screen goes black. And then it comes back and now you're a little pixel dude 
and he's you're like where am i and like there's this cloaked guy that's like oh hi you're the new graveyard keeper like with you know all like happy and exclamation points like welcome to your new life he's like but but what happened like i have to get back home he's like no come on i'll show you what you need to do now (laughs) and so it's this weird like like you're in some kind of afterlife slash limbo or something and so your character's like like this, this talking skull like comes up and like teaches you things. You're like, what is this about? And a ghost pops up and is like, Hey, the, the guy that's buried in the lower right corner is bumming us all out. Could you dig up his body and throw him in the river? And you're like, I guess. And so you have to do that. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, what? So it's, it's a very like twisted, like Stardew Valley. Now I played a little bit of Stardew Valley and I couldn't get into it. And I think that was because it was a little bit too open-ended it was too much of do whatever you want you know like within Mm -hmm. limitations and gameplay and all that but it was kind of like ah you know just kind of figure it out what you want to do and whatever you want to plant and go for it and this and that and graveyard keeper is very much like here here's like your two bits of technology and so then you learn those it was great now these branch into two more and these go into more and more and so you, you have a very um like this tech tree that's laid out before you that's very complex but yet easy to understand and there's three little resources there's a a red resource a green resource and a blue resource and i think it's like physical um planting and spiritual something like that Mm -hmm. so it's very clearly like here's how you unlock all these resources and it's like you chop down a tree and like some little green orbs pop up and then suck in you're like okay i got just got some green xp nice and so and then you you uh, uh mine some rock and it's like all right here's some red resource cool and then pretty soon you're um, you're carving out, uh, headstones and repair kits and chopping down trees and, and making, um, these metal parts and you've got a forge and like all this stuff. And there's a donkey, a talking donkey that every couple of days brings you a corpse and then leaves again. <laughs> and then you have to deal with it. <laughs> so it's like whatever you were working on, whatever you're upgrading or, or, or mining or cutting down, you stop and you go deal with the body because the body has a percentage on it. As soon as it hits the ground, it's hundred percent. A couple seconds later, mm-hmm. 99. So you, you're on a, you're on a, you're on the clock when the body's dropped off. And the reason why you want to hurry is because the quality of the body depends on how nice your graveyard is going to be later. So you take the body, you take it into the morgue and you autopsy it. When you do that, you have these little skulls that show up that some are white, some are red. Red represents the sins and it's a bad body. And you can do, you can manipulate the body in certain ways. This is very grim and dark. You manipulate the body in certain ways to get rid of the the, the sins in the body or get rid of the bad stuff in the body. So like uh-huh. if you drain its blood, then one of the red skulls disappears. Um, and, you, and there's all these options. Some of them make the body worse. Some of them make the body better. It's up to you to kind of figure out how you want to manipulate this thing. It's kind of like, um, like eventually I'm guessing it's kind of going to be like, like ancient Egypt, right? Where they're like, oh, well, you got to take out these guts and you put this here and then you got to wrap it this way, you know, prepare the body just right. But I don't have all the stuff unlocked yet. So I'll just, I drain the blood and, and sometimes, and you can take out the skull, you can take out bones, you can take off the skin, you can take out the heart, the brain, like all these different, uh, the intestines if you want to. And all of these things are just go into your inventory. So it's like, what are these going to be used for? 
And then if the body is too like terrible, you can go down, you can chuck it in the river and you forget about it. Or you take it to the graveyard, you dig a hole, you chuck it in, you bury it, and then you get a burial certificate and you take that into town and you turn it in to the, uh, to the barkeeper and he gives you a little bit of money for it. And then the game just continues. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange, but the, the gameplay loop for it, is mm-hmm. very addicting. It's very much like five more minutes, five more minutes. I, I, it's, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I almost got it. And they got the, the thing too, where you have the little, uh, energy bar that slowly ticks, you know, as you do things during the day, it ticks down until you've got no energy left. You can't do anything. So you go to sleep and replenish it. There's a whole crafting deal with food and grow. Like there is a farm. So you, you do farm and you get food and you can cook things and then that'll replenish your energy and all that. You upgrade your weapons and armor and your axe and your pickaxe and your shovel and all that stuff. All those typical things that you would think about with the farming simulator are there. It's just that also you need to keep this graveyard nice. And then hmm. the one last little, little tweak, the one last little bit, once your graveyard is nice enough, um, a dude comes and goes, great. Uh, now you're a priest and now you, here's a church next to the graveyard and now you have to do sermons once a week. See you later. And you're like, what is this about? And so sure enough, the doors of the church are unlocked. You walk in, there's a couple of pews, there's a, a pulpit there. And you, once a week, we you, shouldn't make, we shouldn't make any kind of jokes about, Never mind. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Dan? No, I'm not. not no, no, I'm not implying anything. Okay. Not so, implying anything. So you, this, this is really funny because it, it, you kind of get sucked into the, like this semi medieval kind of world with fantasy world. And then when he says like, all right, well the first, you know, you need to do a sermon now because now you're the, you're the priest here. And so you, you go like, well, how do you do that? And it's like a, you know, a little tutorial. And so you, you, you have a sermon in your inventory and then you take it and you, you click on the thing and you put it in the thing and then the sermon starts and it starts and um, people come in and you just start talking. And he, and the first one that you do, he goes, uh, dot, dot, dot. Um, dot, 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 huh, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. And he puts his hands up. He goes, may the force be with you. <laughs> and, awesome. the, and the priest dude who's next to him goes, yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> and then, and then everyone just goes like, yeah, that was fine. And they all f- shuffle out of the church. So it, it kind of reminds me of a, of a book, um, that I'm reading slash listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I don't, I don't like reading. Um, but I'd rather, but I like books. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, so I listen to him, um, and, and me driving to my, my real job, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> my real life job, <laughs> yes. whatever, you know, quote unquote, I'm doing this like people can see it. Um, <laughs> I, I drive over 60 miles just one way to, to my job. So Whoa. I have, yeah, so I, I have a long drive every morning, yeah. uh, and afternoon. So, uh, music gets old after mm-hmm. a while. Sure. I mean, so, you know, and, you know, instead of jamming and singing out and, you know, in, in my car <laughs> mm-hmm. and having people stare at me on the highway, um, <laughs> which I, you know, is always fun. Um, I, I'll listen to books and there's a, there's this one book called off, um, off to be the wizard. I don't know if you've okay. heard it. No, heard I haven't. Or... So basically in a nutshell, this, uh, this guy, um, finds stumbles upon this, this file that he finds on the internet and, uh, he finds his name and, and in that file of his name, he has like all his attributes, you know, how tall he is, how much money he has in his bank account, you know, anything like that. As he change, like he starts changing things. So like he changes like his height, and suddenly he's taller. He oh, cool. changes his bank account, and and the money goes into his bank account. 
Well, what happens is he creates a plan that if he ever got caught with this, because he doesn't, because it's still, you know, um, like it alerts the bank. Like suddenly this guy has all this money in his account. Mm-hmm. Like, how did it get there? Right. Like right. it disappeared. It's still red flag, still, still pop up. Correct. Okay. So it's, it's not like people are dumb to it. So he created this thing on his phone. Like he, he, uh, like a, uh, like an app for his phone that if he ever got in trouble, he would hit it and it would warp him to a medieval time. Um, or a certain time huh. and, and that ends up happening. I'm not really spoiling too much, uh, but that end up ha- ends up happening and he goes and he thinks, oh, okay, he's going to be so cool because, you know, he's got technology <laughs> on his phone. You know, he can pretend that he, he's a wizard. So he actually ends up going and he stumbles upon another guy and the guy, the, that guy has done the same exact thing. He finds out that he's, that that guy has found the file uh-huh. and he's worked back too. <laughs> and the reason that I'm saying this and why it reminds me of it is so he goes over and you're talking about how he's being a sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, this one guy starts teaching the kid how to be a wizard, you know, so okay. that's why it's called off to be the wizard. And okay. one of the funniest, funny things is that he says you can either for your weapon or for your magical item, whatever, you can either have a wand or a staff. Um, so, um, or they call it a rod. Okay. okay. Sure. So the guy ends up picking a rod for his. And, um, when he picks the rod, <laughs> he says the, the one older wizard, he goes, okay, I have to tell you the first thing, uh, about having a rod as your magical item. He goes, well, what is it? He goes, never make the obvious joke. Like, just go grab your rod yeah you know so it's just like like it's like just that teaching thing it's like oh okay right. we'll work on that for some reason i just thought of that yeah. i mean it's, it's, a, it's a great book it's a really it's it's meant to be like a comedy slash mm-hmm. fantasy type sort of thing and it's really funny that sounds like, like go a lot of fun town and and doing certain wizard things and they just start making up stuff i mean it's 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 a really good book so it's off to see the wizard or off to be the wizard off to be the wizard that sounds really cool yeah Yep, I think there's actually three or four books in the series, actually. Hmm. So I'm in the middle of the first one, and I want to I want to do the rest of them. Uh, but no, that sounds really cool. Like like I said, I've kind of stumbled upon it. I've no, you know, I've seen it. I just really haven't dove into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering the last time we we recorded, which was last Thursday, now it's Tuesday that we're recording. Yeah, it's only uh, been a couple of days. So it just yeah, it's only been a couple of days. So we got that, but that sounds really cool. I actually definitely take a look at that. Uh, so rim world and, uh, what is it? Graveyard Gra- keeper. Graveyard keeper. Yeah. Got it. Um, so I've been playing nothing but dead cells. Ooh, nice. You want to talk about an addicting game. <laughs> I have not played another game since actually I take that back. I have played another game. I, I lied. I have played. Um, I had a free, ten dollars at a certain retail store sure. so i ended up um that was about to expire mm. so i'm like okay i gotta really buy something i really don't know what i want to buy and then i saw this and i'm like you know what i had it on xbox but i never played it uh i think i actually gave it to somebody or traded it in or whatever um was dragon age inquisition oh okay so um i got that for pc uh looks absolutely gorgeous on pc oh i'm sure it uh, does yeah now that I actually have a PC that can run it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I played a little bit of that. Uh, I actually started as a, as a rogue uh, or an elf um, ranger, actually. Okay. So uh, I really don't play a lot of ranger hmm. characters. 
And I'm thinking, oh, okay, I haven't really played a long fantasy game on the PC, mm-hmm. so let's try a different character. I'm usually a mage or I'm usually a warrior, and I really kind of go in between. Okay. So I'm trying that build right now. So if, if I, wrong with that. R- remind me, Dragon Age, aren't elves like lower class citizens? Like everyone kind of treats yes. them like crap? Is that yes. true? Okay. Yeah, they do. Uh, yes, that's one of them. Um, yeah, and this is the one where you have the, the symbol on your hand and you have to close the rifts and, and all of that. Hmm. Okay. Like supposedly, I, like supposedly, people have put a hundred to one hundred and fifty hours into the game, and they still haven't completed all the quests. Oh wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's a long game of okay. what people are saying. Um, so I've been playing that, uh, but then, like I said, I think more though. Probably that's probably about fifteen twenty percent of what I've been playing, and I've been playing just a shit ton of Dead Cells. Uh, it is like you said, it is just so addicting. Like I would die. And I'm like, okay, I got I just got to play it again. I just, I just got to do this one run, you know? Right. I was um, so close. I was so close that time. I can do it next yeah. time. <laughs> and, and the mechanics, they are just so like, when you start to realize, like I said, like the enemies don't change their attack patterns. So like, a, you know, a pink zombie is going to throw a bomb at you. A green zombie is going to leap at you. Mm-hmm. You know it. Okay. So you start to learn these things. But I think the thing that keeps it fresh is that, it's not the same platform like every time you go in, it's procedurally generated and, and the enemies are put in different areas. So you're just given just a, a new map every time. That, so to explore and then you start to get like I start to get like really confident. Mm-hmm. Like it's like shit, I could do this. You know, I, I don't have a problem. I can jump around these guys and dodge <laughs> here and I know what strike I'm going to do and then like, start, you know, how to build myself. Uh, and then I would get to the fourth guy, which was the concierge, which was the first boss, and I couldn't beat him for the life of me. And I finally just beat him last night. Like I was so proud of myself. Finally, now if you remember the premise of this game is that when you die, you begin all the way at the beginning again. You yeah. lose everything, you begin all the way at the beginning. Okay. Uh-huh. I get into the next stage. I go through the whole thing, level up my guy, get the perks or whatever. Go to the next stage, and I die within three minutes. Oh no! <laughs> so I have to go all the way back. But it's funny. I got back to the concierge, but I, and I'm like, fuck it. I know how to beat this guy. And I'm like, I got the confidence. And now it's like he's like no big deal. Right. Like it took me like four days to four or five days to actually try to beat him. Mm-hmm. And now I actually know how to beat him. Mm-hmm. So I know the strategy I have to take. So now I've beaten him three times. Oh, good deal. You know, so I mean. So is it is it one of those? Do you think it, like if you were to, you know, quote, cheat and go online and see like, look at the bosses, look at their patterns, then like that, that would detract from the game because part of the fun is learning iteratively you know through through all your different runs you know figuring out how to beat these guys that's part of the fun of the game right like i would say yes i mean the thing is if you know i mean i asked if you look on our discord i asked you know guys how do you beat this guy you know how you know so i mean it's mm-hmm. like you know what's what's a strategy um and a lot of them just say you know you gotta you gotta you know roll and dodge and, and all of that mm-hmm. um i think to go online and look at how to do something compared to I think it can take on kind of two roles. One, if like a Zelda game, you know, I'll take like a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. If you're going over and you're saying, okay, how do you do a puzzle? Remember, I don't know if you've played the breath of the wild or not. I haven't, I've, I've seen some videos and stuff, but I haven't played. So, so you know that you have temples and each temple is a, is a, is a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you go on there and you look at how to do the puzzle, I think that that kind of ruins the experience because then you're not trying to figure out the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but if you look at it and say, like in this type of game, it's like, okay, how do I beat this guy? Well, yeah, you got to dodge here and you got to dodge here and you got to jump when he does this attack. You know, try to do this. You still have to go in and do it. Right. 
You know, okay. so I don't think it necessarily takes away from it if you really want to look at it. Um, as far as that goes in this type of game, but I can see where it would in other types of games. Okay. Because some, know, I mean, some, sometimes when I'm in a game and I'm fighting a, you know, an enemy or trying to solve something and it's like, okay, do I just have to do what I'm doing now but better or is there something that I'm missing? And that's, that's the frustrating part when the game doesn't tell you, it doesn't have the proper feedback to be like, oh no, you're on the right track, just keep going, or you get like nothing in return. And so when I go, I'm always very careful when I go online, if it's a game that I'm enjoying, like, okay, how do I beat this thing? And then if it says like, um, you know, the stuff you've been doing, just keep doing it. And it's like, okay, cool. But if it's like, okay, after this section, then you're supposed to do this instead. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now stop reading. Now I know try that and then after that i don't want to know anymore i just i just needed that like okay i was missing something and the game wasn't telling yeah. me and you know yeah. good games are really good at just are you know communicating to you like okay try something different now you know and that's, and, and that's, that's nice. what i feel dead cells did what i looked you know i won't lie I, you know I, I looked at you know i asked friends and you know i asked people in discord who, who are playing it and they're like yeah no you're doing the right thing you just gotta gotta get better at it and it's like okay like it was weird like something just clicked like when he was started to like try to do an attack, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what attack he's going to do. So I know that I can roll. I think the other thing too that really kind of threw me is how many games when you touch an enemy, you're going to lose health. 85% of them. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> In dead cells, you can run right through the enemies. Okay. Do you like you that? You can run and you can, you know, you, there's nothing to touch them. Okay. Um, that's going to throw you backwards unless they're doing an attack on you. Mm-hmm. So I can, I think that that was like, I'm starting to wrap my head again around that, mm-hmm. that it's okay. You can run past an enemy, especially in a platformer. I think yeah. that's what throws it in a 3d in a, you know, in a 3d, um, you know, um, open world type sort of thing. Uh, I think that, you know, it becomes more in tune that, okay, I can run past an enemy or mm-hmm. I can jump over an enemy. Or I can run I'm behind speak- them and, and that kind of stuff. It, it's, the, Correct. The 3D-ness of the game gives you different types of strategy than the old school 2D stuff. Correct. And in, and in a 2D, I'm so used to that if you run up to an enemy and you hit the enemy and you touch the enemy, you're going to lose health. Mm-hmm. And that kind of threw me. Once I, once I started to really kind of like, you know, massage my body into – realizing that oh i can run through these enemies and then i can turn around and i can do that it it, it opened up a whole different type of strategy for me and and i've getting i've gotten a lot better but dead cells awesome. i cannot recommend dead cells to <laughs> i mean it's on all it's on all the consoles yeah so it's on every platform so if and it's 25 dollars. i mean that's the thing that's not bad i would have gladly paid more i would have gladly paid 30 40 dollars for this game and it's 25 wow so that's awesome yeah Yeah, it's a good game i love games that have uh procedural generation as part of it because it's like Mm -hmm. it's always new it's always different even though you know some gameplay stuff is always the same that the level gets tweaked or it's changed every time that's amazing board games Mm -hmm. too some board games that do that i'm I'm always attracted to as well because it's like if you have like Monopoly, it's always Monopoly, right? You always, it's always yep. the same number yep. of spaces, this and that. And, uh, something like, um, well, like, Carcassonne. Uh, what was that? Carcassonne? Yeah. Yeah. Carcassonne. Um, that's one, uh, uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill mm-hmm. is another one where yep. you, you put down the tiles that, that build the, the haunted house. Um, there was, uh, there's one called Bedpans and Broomsticks. Bedpans? 
bedpans and broomsticks. <laughs> and literally what you are is you have one person that plays the doctor and the nurses. Uh-huh. And then you have a, you have everybody else is an elderly person oh, and you're man. in a retirement home. And the reason that – and what you're trying to do is you're trying to escape the second floor to the first floor and re- escape the retirement home without <laughs> the nurses or doctors catching you. That's awesome. Now, the thought process is that you have these tiles that you have to lay down that bring – you know, that, that lay out the nursing home. Uh-huh. But the problem is is that because you're old and you can't remember, you don't know what it looks like past uh, doorways. Okay. So once you get to a doorway, that's when you can lay another tile. That's awesome. And it's a awesome. random tile that you pick up. That's a really cool concept. I like that. Yeah, it's it's called bedpans and broomsticks. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, so yeah, board games, video games, anything that's got some kind of procedural generation like that, where every time you play, it's a little bit different. That that's mm-hmm. always a, a plus in my book. Nice, nice. So uh, we have a um, uh, we we have a, a a conference going on right now. It's it's in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, this one actually kind of created a lot of steam. I would say what maybe five six years ago mm-hmm. um, is when it really started gaining a lot of steam for it. It's, it's called Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, it happens in um, what is it Leipzig, Germany? Is it, is I believe that, it's Leipzig. I thought it was Cologne. Is that something is it else? Cologne? Um, I know that one know. year it was in Leipzig. I'm a, um, I'm a stupid American. I don't know geography for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google it. Um, Let's see location. Let's see Gamescom where. location. Uh, no, you're right. Is it? It is in Cologne this year. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, Cologne. Um, why did I think Leipzig? Where's Leipzig? That's. I mean, maybe it was there another time, or that's another. I don't know. Another con or something. I don't know. Yep. Um, I mean, this is not as big as E3, uh, and if you would take like what I think is like the three main huge uh, video game conventions that are out there mm-hmm. uh without throwing in the packs east and west and you know without kind of looking at that uh you have e3 which i think is the biggest one in the world mm-hmm. uh and then you have tokyo game show yep and then i think then you have gamescom right behind it so i agree with that gamescom is starting to pull that up i mean you do have paris games week and all that but um i don't think that it's as big so um a lot of like Microsoft has really kind of started really backing Gamescom. Um, they've they've gone over usually Nintendo and Sony kind of pull back a little bit on that. I know Sony usually waits for Paris Games Week, okay. um, and then also Tokyo Game Show that happens in October, um, and then in December they usually have PlayStation Access, uh, which is just obviously just PlayStation stuff. So um, they haven't really thrown a lot. Uh, at Gamescom, I believe though that in 2015, it was too well. Yeah, 2015 when the PlayStation 4 was going to be released. Okay, I believe that that's what right. they unveiled the price and the release date. Oh, at at Gamescom. At, at Gamescom. Okay, that's, that sounds that. right. I don't remember exactly, but that sounds right. <laughs> Uh, so I think that that's what that was going on. So I think that was been like the big, the last really big announcement that Sony did at Gamescom uh, was that. Um, but we do have a lot of information coming out of Gamescom. Um, I'll start with Microsoft just because Microsoft has really kind of pushed on this. Okay. Um, and like I don't kind of understand. Like I'll, I'll, I will tell you what they kind of what they have announced as far as hardware stuff goes and what they have. 
And then we'll kind of talk about like I don't I kind of don't understand it. Okay. So they announced a whole bunch of Xbox One bundles and accessories. So, uh, so they announced the Shadow of the Tomb Raider bundle. Okay. Um, or bundles. So you can get a three hundred dollar one terabyte Xbox One S bundle, or a five hundred one terabyte Xbox One X bundle. Um, with uh, Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider game that comes out September fourteenth. Okay. Um, both bundles include a digital. It's a digital copy, two weeks of gold, and a month of Xbox Game Pass, which is more kind of standard now. Yeah. Really, any Xbox you buy. Yeah, it's always in there. Yeah, but it's five hundred dollars. So is it kind of like what they're saying is that you're getting a free game because there's no design on the Xbox. It's either uh, the white one or it's the gray Xbox One X. It's a it's a pack in game, yeah. That that's all it is. I mean, games used to or consoles used to come with a couple of games. Like you you buy the Nintendo, it comes with Super Mario, you know. Well, and, no, not even that. I'm talking about like some like artwork on, you know. Yeah, on, on I, I don't think it's yeah, it's not special like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like okay, yeah, you're getting a digital copy, which is yeah, great. I mean, it's a sixty dollar game, but. Sure. Um, it's just a, it's just a regular old pack in. It's that's nothing yeah. too fancy. I mean, maybe yeah. it, you know they haven't done that in a while with with Xbox, unless it is like a big fancy, you know, multicolored painted whatever Xbox or controller or something. Well, see it's, now, see, I'm getting to that. Okay, so so they have more. Okay, um, so they have another one, the X, the one terabyte Xbox One S bundle for three hundred, or the one terabyte Xbox One X. Bundle for five hundred for Forza Horizon Four. Okay. Um. And you will also receive a digital download of Forza Motorsport Seven. Um, okay. And two weeks of Xbox Live and and Gold Pass. But once again, nothing really extra. It's all digital. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, that's a cool bundle, but you're really using a, a convention to to show that. Yeah. Um. You have a Fallout 76 bundle, but once again, uh, it's only an Xbox One X bundle for that one. It's no okay. X or S yeah, no S. bundle, sure. uh, 500. Um, it includes a digital download of 76. Okay. Okay. Now, the, the last one is you can get a 300, once again, um, Bundle terabyte, you know, 301 terabyte Xbox One S or 500 terabyte or $500 one terabyte Xbox One X mm-hmm. <laughs> bundle. They really got to stop with these S's and X's. It's and all ridiculous. Of that. It really is. I'm, I'm just waiting for, you know what I'm waiting for? Just marketing ploy is for them to come out with an Xbox One E so you can have the SEX, you know. <laughs> you got to put them on the shelf just right. Otherwise, the kids just will right. write. <laughs> um, going right with that jiggle physics that we talked about last week. Oh yeah, jiggle <laughs> physics. <laughs> jiggle physics. We got to come up with a with a sound effect. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you have this now. It's Battlefield Five. Okay, so you can okay. have that now. There's one extra one, and it's the five hundred dollar special edition Gold Rush Xbox One X bundle. Gold Rush. Yeah, and huh. if you look at it, it's like somebody half spray painted it with gold. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> like that I'll, sounds I'll terrible. See if I can, 
I see. I'll screen share it to you, and and people who are listening to this, you can look it up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Can you should be able to see it? Uh, it is yes. Uh, my screen's kind of flashing at me. Hold on. Come on, screen. On screen. What's my screen doing? It just but as, as, as you're doing me. that, um, you do get the you know Xbox One X. Battlefield 5 Deluxe Edition, which includes the special assignments and weekly items via airlift, as well as a paratrooper cosmetic items. Each bundle comes with two weeks of Xbox Gold um, and then a month of Xbox. You want me to stop? Yeah, and that's, try again? that's an, no, no, no. I, I can see it now. Um, for some oh, no, reason, exactly. that caused my main screen to like flash at me. That was weird. But that that digital um, thing, it looks or digital thing, that Gold Rush. Um, Battlefield 5 Xbox One X bundle picture, it looks like a bad Photoshop. Like, who wants this? Yeah, it's, it really does. Like, I mean, but that being said, I've never been a fan of the artwork on a console because I've always, like, taken my consoles and, like, put them on a shelf and, like, put stuff around them, like, make sure there's airflow, but then, like, put stuff yeah. on and around them that... Like, it's never been a thing for me. Like, hey, look at my console. Look at the paint on my console. That's just never been a thing that I've been a fan of. So I've never paid attention. I've never cared. Um, and then all those game pack-in things, it's just, they're just trying to sell Xboxes. Like, the cost of a game for them is, is nothing. Um, like, what's, what's mm-hmm. $60 to Microsoft? They need to sell boxes. They need to sell these yeah. Xboxes because then each sold Xbox should then equal, you know, five to 20 games a year or whatever, you know, and to try to lure people in with the one new hot game, like, sure, that's, that's a, that's a, well, a marketing thing. The, the thing I don't understand though is, is the marketing ploy with it. Like yeah. where, where am I getting a deal with an Xbox one X? So they're saying that the equivalent is the PlayStation four pro. Okay. You know, what, what, without us getting into, okay, which one is better and, and all of that. Teraflops. Teraflops, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, you know, fuck that, you know, yeah. whatever. But so, you know, you have both of them that play in 4K. You have whatever it is. One is powerful than the other. Fine. Okay. Now, PlayStation 4, is four or PlayStation 4 Pro is $400, $399. Okay. Even if I wanted to go and get the deluxe, now you're talking like let's take Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. Fallout 76, the base game, the base game, is 60 bucks. Yes. So you're saving 60 dollars. Mm-hmm. So if you even take that out, that's still 440 dollars that you're paying for Xbox One. Yes. Okay. Now, or I'm sorry, you're still paying 500 dollars though for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if I go over and I take the deluxe edition, which is eighty dollars for Fallout seventy six, uh-huh. and I buy a PlayStation Four Pro, I'm at four hundred eighty bucks. I'm still saving twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, but is and it, I'm is more it, content? Is it four K HDR? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it's like it's like where is. I mean, that's still not a good marketing thing. Like where, where, you know, where, where's the incentive to buy this? I'm still paying way too much money for a base game and a console. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not smart. Even if they went, even if they came back and they said, we're going to sell this for four forty nine, mm-hmm. and you get the game there, right there. There's the incentive to buy an Xbox one X right for fall. 
they're they're not being competitive with it yet and and I don't know why that is. They I don't know if it's if it's um production cost or or what. Like the thing with the 1X, the thing that they've touted for a long time now and the thing that we haven't seen yet is its full capability. Like it's there there's so much that it can do but just nothing has done it yet. And Yeah, where where's that killer game? Yeah, they have they have failed to give us that that killer game, that thing that sells the console. And, but they're still selling the console like it has that, but it doesn't yet. And that's kind of a bummer. Um, you know, what they have touted, which is kind of cool, is all of its backwards compatibility. Um, but again, that, that doesn't, that's not going to bring in new people. That's going to keep fans with you. Um, you're going to spend $500 for when you can go and buy a $300 system does the same thing. Um, with the S. I think what's killing them right now is that they released the Xbox One S. Honestly, it's killing them. I mean, I don't want to say killing them, but I, I think, I mean, put it this way too, because everybody's saying it's getting to the end of the life cycle mm-hmm. and all of that. And the PlayStation 5 could be revealed within the next year to year and a half. Uh, and supposedly Xbox was working on what's called Scarlet. Oh. So if they go over and they're going to release another console in two years, well, then what was the whole hype about the Xbox One X? I mean, it's really like, why didn't you just take that and say, screw this generation. Mm-hmm. We got the S. Stick with the S. Yeah. Let them have their 4K, all of that. You know, or even downscale the X a little bit, make it competitive, and then take the most powerful gaming system because that's what they're going to tote the next game system. If you're going to say that this is the most powerful game system and then they're going to come out with Scarlet and they're like, well, here's another one, but it's not the most powerful one. Well, then you're not going to sell this one either. <laughs> like it's not the I most mean, powerful one, but it's the most affordable one. Um, yes. You know, th- the, way, so, the way that the marketing worked and what we forget because we're so entrenched in, you know, gaming culture was that is that the one S is the base model. Like that's the one for, for Joe casual player. And yep. the X is supposed to be top tier, top of the line. Like you're a fancy gamer. So it's not for everyone to buy. It's just for like the Uber fans, if you want to say, um, right. but they haven't sold that way. So now they're trying to entice, you know, like, Hey, pack in games, come buy it. Um, but they're offering it with both. And so here's affordable for casual. Then here's super fancy, and, you know, the whole like 4K HDR, all that stuff, that's great. You know, if, if you're the, the type of person that has the big fancy TV and you, and you want to go on the internet and look up what HDR means and like how that, you know, applies to your gaming and your Blu-rays and your ultra Blu-rays or whatever they're called, um, then buying a one X isn't a big deal for you. Like, because you've already invested thousands into your gaming system anyway. Yep. So. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what Microsoft is doing. I they need they need games. We've we've said that before and yeah, they need games. Yeah, I think if they had a catalog of games, uh it would be a completely different story with this, but it's like they're just kind of it just seems like they're just trying to scrape to say, "Hey, we got this. We still got this big really nice, this huge, you know, fast 6 teraflop teraflop console and we need you to buy it. Please buy it. We really yeah. want you to buy it. Oh wait, here we're going to throw in a free game. Now buy it." You know, um, you know, and, and I don't want to say that I don't want to say that Sony is better 
they're just doing a better job of marketing their console this generation. Yeah, yeah, they're they're killing it. They've they've got the games, they've got the numbers, you know. So I think I think that we I think we've kind of covered that. It, it's just their pricing is just completely is just completely off. I yeah. mean, there's just no there's no attractiveness to to pay five hundred dollars for a console with one really the same games you can get for a hundred dollar cheaper console. Yeah, yeah, they're not being competitive. They're they're banking on. Um, on, on brand loyalty, I think, which is how they got me in there. Um, but if you're, if you're new to gaming and you show up on the scene and go, Hey, I've got a bag full of money. What should I get? And you just start like price comparison. Like it's a no brainer. You, you get a, you get a PS whatever. And then if you have kids, you also, or if you're a child, then you get the Nintendo thing. And then like, why would you get, why would you get the Xbox? It doesn't make any sense right now. It really doesn't. Yeah. yeah right now it doesn't. Uh, and then the last thing that they unveiled was the player on a couple of controllers. It's a player unknown limited edition controller. So PUBG, they're really pushing PUBG okay. over, um, uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, obviously because it came to them. Um, and then the design lab have, two new shadow they have a camo and then they have a shadow color that added to the design labs which are $70 controllers um yes. I, once again I'm not nope. huge on on a controller like I won't lie though like the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 Pro mm-hmm. I was really tempted just because it's red and mm-hmm. one of my favorite colors is red there you go uh it looks very pretty yeah. but I I mean still I I still ended up not getting it I really you know there's no reason to. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I really appreciate that they have their whole design lab thing for the controllers that if you wanted to, you could go in there, spend the extra cash and make a <laughs> totally custom looking controller. I like that, but I'm not going to do it because I've got the one that the console came with and I bought one more that was just black and that's enough for me. So, yep. 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 So a couple of other things that are out there. Um, still speaking of, of Nintendo, of, of Microsoft and I don't think that this game is a multi-platform though it could be I haven't seen anything so correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. uh, it's the new from software game uh, it's the Sekiro Shadows Die Twice mm. game it's it's you're like a prosthetic ninja prosthetic ninja yeah like you have prosthetic huh. okay like limbs all right. Um, neat. <laughs> yeah, neat. Uh, shadows die twice. Let me let me just look it up really fast. This is actually no, it's it's a multi-platform, so it's not even a Microsoft. I know it was shown at Microsoft's E3, but uh, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation Four, and Xbox One. Uh, they announced the release date for that. That's March twenty-second, two thousand nineteen. Um, you're a ninja. It's a From Software game, so From Software did. Um, the Dark Souls. Um, so they're saying that it's a little bit more action-packed than Dark Souls, but okay. Still, um, you do have a prosthetic arm or a, an arm that looks like it's a skeleton. Okay, sure. So there's a 14-minute clip of that, or a 14-minute trailer that was revealed. Um, Devil May Cry 5 got a release date. Uh, it's a new trailer. Uh, it's a 15-minute trailer. It's really cool. Oh wow, that's cool. Um, it was powered on the Xbox One X. So, which is pretty cool. Uh, that is coming out March 8th of 2019, which is pretty cool. Uh, usually, I mean, they just announced it in, in, at E3 of 2000, mm-hmm. or this year, 2018, yeah. E3, and, and in a couple of months it's coming out. I think that's pretty cool that they have that. 
Um, the one thing going back to the other the other game that I didn't mention, it's going to have some stiff competition though because the twenty second of March is also when the Division Two comes out. Oh, uh, okay. So I mean, uh, very kinda, different types of games though. So maybe different audiences. Right. Maybe that's why they're not too concerned about it. Yep. Uh, Life is Strange Two gets a first uh, official trailer, so that came out. So you can test that out or check that out. Uh, Blizzard teases a new Overwatch content, uh, but they really didn't uh, reveal anything yet. Uh, For Honor gets two new gameplay videos. Uh, they have that big, huge update that's coming to For Honor, which the new fighters that are coming through that they talked about at E3. Hmm. Uh, I'm not really interested in For Honor. I, I've tried playing it. I ended up playing it again on the PC just to try because it, it was free, and mm-hmm. it's still just as frustrating as fuck. Okay. Pardon the, pardon the language. It just really is. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> it it looks a like a very specific type of game. It, it was available through the, the Xbox Game Pass, I think. I believe i downloaded it and then i wanted to play something else before i got a chance to play that and then i ended up deleting it so i will try it again one day maybe <laughs> maybe yeah uh let's see master chief the collection is coming uh or halo the master chief collection is coming to game pass okay um i'm not sure when though i don't see a release date of when that is actually coming uh, do I see it? Uh, oh, uh, it will be added on September 1st. Oh, neat. I'll finally get to play Halos. I've, I played the original Halo on my original Xbox, not mm-hmm. to completion, but I played it a bit. And then I think I played a little bit of Halo 2. Um, and then that was it. So that could be fun to do, do some co-op with if you wanted to. Yeah. Go back so, and dive I, back. I into enjoyed it. Halos. I, I obviously a lot of people have enjoyed Halo. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're not going to get into that whole mess. I think. <laughs> Uh, as far as that goes, uh, let's see what else. Uh, a couple other things. NVIDIA revealed their new XTR, or I'm sorry, RTX series of GPUs. Uh, so if you're into that, you can check out the specs. I'm not, we're not really a hardware uh, no. podcast. So if you want to check that out, you can check that out. There's a whole huge um, conference that you can check out online. I mean, all that really means is, is they're going to be sold out because the cryptocurrency people are going to buy them all, right? That's what that means. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, the Hunt Shadow Down, uh, or the Hunt Showdown, I've never even heard of this game, is coming to Xbox One. It's a horror shooter. Uh, Shen Mu 3 finally has a release date, um, which has been. Um, it, which, I mean, it has been in development since 2000, and was it. 15 or 16 when they announced Shenmue 3 and the remake of Final Fantasy 7. PlayStation did. Oh, yes. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yep. But Shenmue 3 actually gets a release date, uh, and that's going to be August 27th of 2019. Oh. So that's like a year from now. A short year away. <laughs> yeah, a short year away. Another year. Um, I mean, it's better I'll than nothing, get I guess. That. I, I mean, I would love to complete the story. I want to see. I've played both of them. Okay, cool. Uh, so we got that. Uh, Saints Row 3 is headed to Switch, uh, which is really interesting with how, how, like, you know, mature that game is and how Nintendo usually stayed away from mature games. Um, I find it in, in, 
interesting that that has actually gotten getting ported over but yeah. it's cool i mean it'd be cool to play i haven't played the third one i just know that the saints row is like gta but a lot cruder and yeah sillier uh, and stuff the yeah. um one of, one of them was on the xbox through the game pass and i downloaded it and played it for maybe an hour and a half and went okay i'm done and then that yep. was it so nothing yep. it, it, i i aged out of it i think and gameplay wise, it was nothing special. So, eh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, let's see. Sea of Thieves Forsaken Shore gets a release date. Neat. Uh, so, the DLC for Forsaken Shores for Sea of Thieves is going to be September 19th. Okay. All right. As we're getting to that. Not bad, not bad. Um, trying to, trying to, there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm trying to just kind of go through. Uh, Diablo 3 was mentioned, uh, and that wasn't at Gamescom. That was a little bit earlier in the week, but you know that that was going to be trying to wait, uh, until Gamescom. But no, Diablo 3 is making its way to the Switch. Okay. Again, another like mature style game. Hmm. Um, hmm. Dying Light, we have, uh, we have another Battle Royale inspired mood. For another game, and that is Dying Light. Can you hear how excited I am? Yeah, that's about all we really need to go into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a PvP battle royale style coming to Techland Zombie Survival, okay. uh, which is Dying Light. Cool. Um, which Dying Light, I think, is just good on its own. So that's a lot of that that's kind of going on with that. Um, I mean, though. Go ahead. I was going to say, it sounded like a kind of a mediocre conference. There was nothing too like, wow, look at this new thing that was announced. It was like, oh, here's some stuff that people knew were in the works and here's some dates mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of casually dropping little announcements here and there. But it didn't seem like, well, I mean, was there a killer thing? I mean, earlier in the week, I saw something about Cyberpunk 2077 something something, and then I haven't heard anything. Well, that's going to be the next thing. Is that the next thing? That is the next thing that we're getting into. Okay. I want to talk about, we talked about hype and we talked about how Spider-Man was being hyped and we, and I think that I was pretty positive last week uh, of the hype. Mm -hmm. I think, I think what Cyberpunk 2077 is doing right now, uh, I got really pissed off today. Okay. And so there was a there was a tweet that came out by uh, CD Projekt Red, mm-hmm. and they came out and they said that there's going to be new information about 2077. However, they put it, how you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, so there's another outlet that's a very famous outlet um, of um, video game esque news, which we won't say. Okay. Um, that was covering this, and they had one of the guys on from CD Projekt Red. And it's like here at 1015, it was 1015 Eastern time. Uh, so it was 915 my time, you know, central time. So it had been like 715 your time a.m. Okay. this morning, oh, whatever geez. it was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's watch this. And it's like 12 minutes. It's like a 12 and a half minute thing. And they start talking, and they start talking about twenty uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and they start just rehashing the same things. It's open hmm. world, it's first person shooter. They start talking about, they start showing off, like concept art. Hmm. 
like new screenshots from 2077 are here. So it's concept okay. art that has kind of made it into the game. Okay. Which I'm thinking, okay, it's cool. It's cool. Whatever. And I'm thinking, okay. Now let's look. Now they say we're going to start talking about the trailer from E3 that was shown behind closed doors. Okay. Okay. Exciting. Now I'm thinking, okay, we're going to finally see this trailer. They cut it down. It was like an hour long. They're going to cut it down. We're going to see some form of gameplay. We're going to see something. We got we got to be able to see something. Yeah. And they said this was literally the the quote from whoever the I can't remember the gentleman's name from CD Projekt Red that was up there. He goes, "Yeah, we tweaked it a little bit, but we're still showing it behind closed doors here." <laughs> So, like, the guy from uh, – the guy that was doing the interview goes over and says, so when does the public get to see this? And he goes, oh, I really can't tell you. Oh. It's like th- that's not information. No. That's not information. That That is a tease, and that is a shitty tease. Yeah, it sucks. That is a – like, don't hype up that you're talking about a game and then give us the same exact information and say, oh, yeah, by the way, we can't give you anything. Yeah, that's – like, uh, and, and it kind of contradicts a little bit what we said last week. Uh-huh. About Spider-Man and them not really revealing a lot, but the thing is, if you go on there, there was always some form of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just him swinging around, mm-hmm. there was some form of gameplay. There was something that they showed. They they kind of went around and did something. Yeah. Okay. Um. This it's just like, yeah, here. We, we got this one trailer from E3, and now we're just kind of keep talking. Oh, yeah, by the way, but we're going to keep showing people behind closed doors. Well, I don't give a shit. I don't give a fine <laughs> shit about it. Unless you're going to show me, don't talk to me about it. Yeah. Because that's, that, that's like – Like somebody else like, is getting the good stuff, but you're not. Huh? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not fun. Um, what, I, I, would, I would expect to see from them – I mean, maybe they want to keep – um, you know, s- certain things about the game very secret because maybe they're still working on it, that kind of stuff. But you got to think at this point from the trailer that we have seen, large chunks of this world are complete. There's a city there. They've been there. working on the damn game for over 10 years. It better, there better be something <laughs> fucking <laughs> complete again. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, remember, um, when Assassin's Creed Syndicate, when they were hyping that. And they kept showing scenes of London, like in fast forward, and you could see like yep. the, the carts and all this stuff. That had nothing to do with the gameplay itself. It was just check out our world. And I, I'm really hoping, or I, w- I would have hoped that um, CG Project, Project Red, in in hyping their their 2077, they could show things like that. You don't want to give away quests, cool. You don't want to give away specific characters, that's fine. You're still working on on tweaking things, that's great. Give us like a fly through of the city, or like show us a block, or show us you know an alleyway. You know, just little like five seconds here, two seconds there with the close with the really slow zoom in. Like give us something, something. something. And, and 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 the concept art, art thing would work. Like, they showed, like, seven or eight pictures, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I would have been happy with two. Now, follow me on it. I would have been happy with two if they showed, like, okay, this is the bar area. This is, like, a gathering area of of people, like a a market square or something. Mm -hmm. And here's the concept art. And now this is what it looks like in the game. Yeah, yeah. Do that, like, twice (laughs) and and be happy. 
Yeah. And, like, I, and I'd be happy because then because then now I'm tasting that I'm, I'm getting that little bit of a it's like here taste the sauce and and you know uh, you know like when your wife says here I'm making this taste the sauce and, mm-hmm. the t- and the sauce tastes really really good but yet it still has another 20 minutes or it, yeah. might, it might have another hour to simmer and you can't have any more. Right. Like and it, makes, it makes your appetite want it. Even when it's done, you got to wait, you got to set the table, you got to, you know, get the food, the rest of the food prepped, and then you get to enjoy it. Right. But instead they say, we cook the sauce. It's in the back. The other chefs are tasting it. They say it's good. <laughs> like, what am I supposed like, to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. I, I care less. Yeah. Great. You know, and, and the thing that, and, and the pro, uh, the thing that scares me about that, and I'm not saying, believe me, the last thing that I'm saying is that this is true, is that they saying, okay, the chefs are tasted in the back. And now finally you're sitting down and you get really nothing. Uh, now you're sitting down and they hear and they give it to you and they plop it down or whatever. And you take the first big bite out of it and you're like, oh my God, this sucks. This, this tastes awful. Yeah. You know, like I said, it just kind of goes into what we were talking about last week. I think there's a very smart way. I don't think I want to, I don't want to say it's a good or bad way of marketing things. I would say there's just a very smart way. And then there's a very, um, is, is, I don't know, is inept a good word? Yeah, inept. That's good. You know, way of, of being able to market things. Yes, we, we want your game, but once again, I'd rather have you say nothing about a game mm-hmm. than to show something as just what felt like filler. Right. Yeah, you know, and we're we're living we're living in a information age and you know, people know that they've been working on this game forever, and I'm sure they're constantly getting you know, uh, just a, a barrage of like, give us some information, tell us anything. And so they gave us a little bit and they try to say, that's it. That's all you get. But we're just grasping for more. We, we want a full hype machine to come steaming down the road, shoving things down our throats and they're not doing it. And I mean, the fact that they showed a little bit and then pulled back, like, it's kind of like you, what you showed us was amazing. It looked mm-hmm. so good. Like, it looks so complete. Like all of all of the stuff they showed from the the trailer in, in from E3 was in game stuff. It wasn't pre rendered. At least that's what they said. Why would they lie? I don't know. But that's what they say. And so like it looks like it's done, even though it may not be. Um, or on the other hand, like the other way to do it, Bethesda, Elder Scrolls Six, where they're like, here's a vista, here's a title. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, it's coming. You're not going to hear about this for a long time. See ya. You know, wipe hands. Like, yes, we are working on it. Yes, here is mm-hmm. a picture. You're not going to get anything else. Like they didn't, they mm-hmm. didn't come to, uh, Gamescom, show that same thing again. Like, and like hype, hype up, hey, new info about Elder Scrolls 6 and then show that same thing and go, we're still not going to show you anything else. Like that's a poke in the eye is what that is. Exactly. So exactly. It, it, it seems like maybe CG or CG, CD Project Red is they, inept. I think inept is a good word. I don't think they're doing it on purpose. I don't think that they have, they have some grand marketing plan that they're following and it's failing. I don't think that's true at all. I think they are no. simply deep into this game. They don't know if it's good or not because like, the interviews from the people are like, ah, we don't know if it's good. And it's like <laughs> the fans think it looks amazing. Like, yeah, but we don't know if it's good or not. And that's well, fine. And, and, and that's and that's the other thing, too, is I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, it's fine. the people that have seen it from behind closed doors mm-hmm. they're like, this is amazing. This looks outstanding. We can't tell you anything that happens in it. 
We can't tell you <laughs> what missions we did. We can't tell you what the currency looks like. We can't tell you what the person was wearing. And we can't tell you what the city looks like. But you know what? It looks fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, take that hour and make a, a minute, a, a minute, minute and a half gameplay trailer. Yeah. Was... Of jumping over a building or getting into a car or shooting somebody's head off or or just the they said that it's laced with profanity. So it's like or just have a, pro, you know, uh, 30 seconds of profanity of a guy walking around. <laughs> I, but it's like, don't just come out and say, oh, yeah, here, here's some concept art. Yeah. Wonderful. I did just I, I mean, we've been looking at concept art of that bullet going past the woman's shoulder for over 10 years now. It, it's yeah. like, yeah. It, uh, and I and I think that really inept is a good word for it because I don't think they have a plan for their marketing. No. I don't think they're ready for it. I don't think this game is going to come out for two more years. And and so like what they're they're showing what they're showing because they're like getting excited about it and people are begging for it, but they're not ready. Like we're not going to see a big marketing push for this. Like they're just giving out little bits just because they kind of think it's fun or like, you know, for the fans or whatever, but this isn't like a true marketing push. This is I'm, them being I'm, I'm inept calling about this it. As my, as my third, as my third title, that's going to be on next gen. Yeah. What are you, what they're are you saying? Rather? They're saying that it's going to be, I think it's going to be a shared gen, uh, a shared gen title, Really? Okay. but I think they're going to make a, a more, polished version mm-hmm. for next gen so my my three games right now for next gen i'm calling are death stranding okay uh ghost of Tsushima, okay and cyberpunk 77 nice. hmm. or 2077 that sounds right i don't see anything wrong with that mm-hmm. <laughs> and now and, and fourth uh, minecraft so <laughs> fourth minecraft yeah, minecraft uh, uh, and, uh, and to, to talk about what I feel is a very good marketing, another really good marketing for a game is Fallout 76. They had a little bit of a presentation, um, and they've talked about a couple of, of things. Uh, they talked about, uh, a little bit of the PVP, um, which, from in a nutshell, I don't know if you heard this, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. Um, and then I'll let you get into the perk card system. But sure. the PvP is is somewhat going to work. Like you can shoot at me, okay, and you can kill me, mm-hmm. okay. If if you keep shooting me, you can you can kill me, okay. That that's you know that's not going to be a a thing. You're not going to be invincible, right? Now, if I don't retaliate against you. Okay, like shoot back at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Supposedly what happens is I can die, you can loot my stuff or whatever, and I will go and, and respond somewhere else. Yes. Okay. Now, supposedly if I didn't retaliate against you, you get a bounty on your head. I'd be labeled a murderer. Yes. Yes. And... Everybody on the what will happen is on the map there'll be a red star of your placement of where you're at. Yep. And supposedly, if you're in the vicinity of people, or if you are with friends or whatever, you can see where other people are at on the map. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, if you decide to kill somebody, you can't see that at all. You can't see the other people, and everyone can see where you are. Everybody can see where you are, but you're not going to be able to see anybody on the map. 
like you can come across them and you can see them if you pass by them yeah, in, in the game, the game screen sure but not on the map uh and then so and then as you either kill or as you keep surviving your bounty keeps growing more and more and more and more um and it's coming out of so, your own pocket too yeah it's coming out of your pocket yeah so for you to basically keep shooting somebody or act like an asshole mm-hmm. in the game, it's going to it's going to um, basically punish you for um, basically spawn killing on people. I don't I don't know if I'd call it punishment. I would say that you are choosing to uh, uh, um, ah, what was the word? You're, you're choosing to be part of certain content, <laughs> right? Like, okay. Yeah, you're right. Like if you, like if you want to murder somebody and it's great that they're using the term murder and not like kill, like, cause people mm-hmm. kill things all the time in games on accident. You kill enemies, you kill each other, whatever. But if you're going to go after a specific person, that is murder. <laughs> and they're saying, yeah. that's fine. You can do that in the game. There are going to be consequences and we're turning that into gameplay because now other people like you've got a bounty. Other people can hunt you down. You can try to get your bounty as high as possible. You know, there's like all these things that that turn it into content. And I think that's what Todd Howard said is, excuse me, that they're turning the assholes into content. And so like if you go into Fallout 76 and you want to role play uh, a raider, which is totally possible. You want to be a murderer. You want to do that content. So you want to go around and, and, you know, kill noobs or, you know, whatever. But then you have to be able to hold up the other end of the deal. If you're a raider, everyone's going to come after you because they know you've got loot. They know you've got money, you know? Yep. And so yep. like, that's cool. Um, the other thing is, uh, they're talking about when you, when you shoot somebody, when you, when you shoot another player, it, the damage is reduced. Because you're you're like asking them to be part of the content, right? You're saying, "Hey, would yep. you like to to have a gun battle?" And so the first couple shots are are, are just like a little uh, what he was just like like a slap kind of, you know, like you mm-hmm. you pulled out your glove and you slapped him. So let's duel, you know. It's the little slaps. Mm-hmm. If you turn around, and start firing back, suddenly your damage levels go up to 100, percent and now you're having a gun battle. And so mm-hmm. now it's not a murder. Now you're you're fighting somebody else, yeah. and and that's different. That's different content. If you want to you know, go and have gun battles and all that. That's fine. Other thing is like, if you accidentally shoot a friend or something, you don't want it to be hundred percent damaged. Cause that's not fun. Right. Correct. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool little, little content bits, how they're dealing with PVP is, uh, smart. They've, they've thought about this. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't, let's cram a bunch of people into a world and give them tools and see what happens. This is okay. We know the internet. We know people, we know what they're going to try to do. How do we make not, how do we not stop that? How do we make that interesting? Because if you just Correct. put the kibosh and all that, if you just say not allowed, you know, people won't want to play. And it's a total valid thing to go into the world of Fallout and want to kill people. Like that's mm-hmm. part of what the game is. And so they made it interesting. They're trying to make mm-hmm. it interesting. And so if you want to role play a murderer, role play a murderer. Go like, right ahead, you can. If you want to go stealth, and and knives and you want to you want to role play a serial killer like please do it i want to come across you in the world and attempt to kill you and then after i'm frustrated then you can hit the button that says change server and then i would never see you again <laughs> yep. well speaking of that servers they're saying at the beginning there will be private servers so you can That's cool. create your own server and just invite the people that you want if you wanted to so i think that 
that's a, I think that's, that's an awesome little tidbit that they're adding into it. So, you know, to learn the game and to get people like, I, I have a friend that that's going to get this game. He's actually taken off, uh, you know, um, he's requesting off from work so he can play <laughs> the game. That's awesome. Um, but I know one thing that, that he can't stand, he's not an online guy. Hmm. He's just not, uh, you know, he'll do a co-op, but as long as it's you and, and, and him, you know, right. co-op, um, he can't stand just for that reason, just random people trying to kill you and, and just mess with your game. Mm-hmm. So he was really kind of turned off. And then I, you know, we were talking about it and I said, well, you know, they're going to have private servers and all that. And now he's hyped about it because he's like, now I don't have to deal with that crap if I don't right. want to. If I feel like killing somebody, I'm going to go after me and I'm going to kill kill me. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Where it could be fun. And, and hopefully, like, Bethesda knows this kind of stuff. And they're saying, we want to get those people who have always been solo players. I mean, because they're dealing with a fan base that have only ever played this game solo, right? Yep. And so they have to find a way to entice those people into this multiplayer world. And I think it's smart that they're saying, look, we know, like, we get it. There are jerks out there. There are people in multiplayer games that nobody wants to play with. And so we're going to make that in the content. We're going to give you tools to deal with it. We're going to keep, you know, the server numbers down still. I mean, we don't, don't have an official number, but they had said before 24 to 36 people on this gigantic map. Um, they want it to be to like, I'm excited to go into an unknown world with other people, even if they are yep. jerks because it's yep. fallout and because they're giving you tools to deal with it. It's not just. You know, uh, like, like people kept giving this uh, Rust analogy, and Rust is awful. Rust is an awful game, <laughs> and it has yeah. nothing to do with the gameplay. Have you played Rust? I've seen people play it, and uh, I've I've been turned off. Yeah, Ru- Rust is it. It was I followed it early in development. I like this is cool. Like you, you just spawn naked in this world. I'm way into naked mm-hmm. gaming for some reason. You spawn naked into this world, and you got a rock and jiggle you, physics, jiggle physics everywhere. I love jiggle physics. Um. You have a rock and you smash things and you've got wood and then you build a house and enemies and then other players and you can play with them or you can play against them. In concept, it's great. And then I, I started playing it and, and I got in there and it was fine. And then I waited a while like, okay, the game's still in under development. I'll come back to it later. Waited like, I don't know, six months, came back, logged in and was like, why are there swastikas everywhere? Like, what is this? And then you, you look into like the meta of the game. You look at the community and it's just this toxic mess. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to play no. in that. The people that are there feeding off each other, that's for them. But that's not something that will, that is welcoming to a, to an outside community. I, that game, like I played it for a little while, found a couple people to play with. And even with playing with people, it was toxic. It was just not good. So I, I stopped playing. So I, you know, I'm really hoping that the Bethesda have looked at other online, big open world games with people and building and all that stuff. And they see what works and what doesn't. And they're, and they're, you know, tweaking things accordingly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, um, I just think that the way that they're going about, especially one, they're putting a great spokesman in front, even, you know, Todd Howard knows how to work a crowd. Yes. He really knows. Uh, I mean, when was the last time you really saw him really talk about a game in depth to crowds and not in interviews with like what he's doing with Fallout 76? Um, Cause he's got that, he's got that respect of the community. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing too, is that you talked about the solo people. You talked about the people who have been with the Bethesda. 
and you know who look at Bethesda as mostly a single player role playing game, you know, company. Um, so what better way than to t- to have the guy that they've trusted for years come out and talk about it? Yeah. Um, and he's and the thing is, is that he is not being dumb to it. You know, it, it's it's you know some of these console or the console, some of these developers come out and they say, well, you're going to work co- you know cooperatively in this game, and you have to work cooperatively, and everybody's going to create this whole team and, and everything. And it's like, you know, that 90% of people are not going to do that. Yeah. You know, you're going to get that one person that's in there and just is going to be like, he's going to be the Leroy Jenkins. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they, if they came out and said Fallout 76, you're going to log on with three other friends and compete and do co-op missions. Nope. Er, wrong. No, you know, wrong. But it's like, this is, you can play this entire game solo if you want. If you want to play with your friends, you totally can. Here's content for mm-hmm. you. If you want to do what you want to do, you can. Mm-hmm. You can be private. You can be with people. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So they're, they, they know their audience and they're, they're trying, they're very carefully and very methodically easing the solo crowd into the multiplayer. They're saying, it's okay. Come on, we we yeah. know we shh, yeah. shh, 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 we know. Come on, it'll be okay. We've thought about this. Please try it with us. And if you try it and you don't like it, that's totally cool. You can still play the game, and and that's awesome. That's really cool. And I think uh, so. There's there's two other things, uh, and I'll talk about one, and then I'll let you turn it. I'll turn you turn it over to you for the other thing. Um, supposedly the beta is mm-hmm. actually going to be the full game. There's yeah. going to be no closed off areas. Um, which I think is really cool because Bethesda is very good with adding content, mm-hmm. you know, allowing people to create content and, and all of that. So, uh, so I'm not talking about mods yet, but what I think what's going to happen with this beta is that your status is going to carry over. I think they said very, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think what's going to happen is that they're probably just going to limit the amount of things that you can do in it. But what they're saying is that the whole map is open. It might there might be like a level cap or something just so you don't go crazy, but Probably. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, the, there's going to be parameters in it, mm-hmm. but basically, there's not necessarily going to be anything in the game in the beta that you're not going to be able to do in the game, right? Um, unless they add things, you know, later on. Sure. Um, so I really kind of like that concept that you know this is going to be the taste of it, I, and I think it's more of a. I think, you know, obviously they're going to test the the power of their servers mm-hmm. so they don't crash. Because yeah. that's the biggest thing that they're worried about oh, sure. is, yeah. is servers. Um, and that's why you have the beta. I think the other thing, too, that they're looking at is the – we're not going to play this this um, the smoke behind the mirror, you know, smoke and mirrors game. This is what we're going to give you. Yeah. We want you to play the game. This is what's this is what it's going to take to run it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to mess with your heads anymore. This this is the game. This is it. And I, and I really like it. YouTubers, really streamers like it. make videos and and show everyone what it's all about. Go. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Now, the other thing that they talked about too and I think this was really really cool um is the perk system, the mm-hmm. special system. Um and I'll let you kind of take over on that. Yeah, so the perks, um, they've decided to do perk cards. And so when you level up, you get a little, this little digital pack of cards and you open it up and I think there's five perks in there. And, Something I, th- like that. and I think it's three that you can use right away. One that's really beneficial and then one that you can use a couple levels from now to kind of give you a direction. 
and I think you get one every level up to level either five or ten, and then after that, it's every other level. And they can stack, and and you can take two cards and and put them together and make a new card and stuff like that. And uh, and then the special system, it used to always be from zero to ten or one to ten. Now I think, can you go down to zero? I think in the old games you could go down to zero, but yeah, in, you can. In uh, in four, I think it's one to ten. Yeah, um, one to ten in in four, but you can go down to zero in the other ones. Okay, so now it's one to fifteen. So they're giving you more room to uh, to tweak your characters, um, and and then the, the perk cards, you know, have certain um, they'll they're attached to one of your um, attributes, and you know, depending on what the attribute is, and then it gives you buffs and stuff, and you can have a specific loadout. Um, so if you wanted to be a sniper character, then you you play the perk card that lets you you know have. Uh, more damage over distance or whatever, or maybe you'll have a perk card that'll give you, you know, better stealth or something. Um, that's... And, and supposedly these packs that you do get are randomized. Yes. Randomized packs. Um, and, uh, and you can, there's some kind of trading that you can do as well. Um, and I think it, it's tied into your charisma. If like the charisma mm-hmm. perks allow your perks to be shared, because how do you, how do you, in an RPG that's not dealing with NPCs, but with other people, your charisma is you as a person. Like, how do you interact with the world? In a single player game, your charisma is whatever the stat is, and then that's how your character is perceived in the world. So how do you take charisma and bring that into a, into a, you know, an MMO essentially? And mm-hmm. so what they've decided, I think, is that the charisma allows you to share things in the world. It gives you the ability to, you know, um, have have stats move around or not stats but um yeah it you're, stops you're, it stops people from being able to be power leveled basically like i yeah. i can't have yeah. i can't have a, a perk card that has a five or a six on it uh and give you it and you think that it's just going to work in your special and now suddenly you have that card like you, you have to be leveled to each other so like if if it's if it has a five you have to at least have a five in charisma to, to use that card. I can't just give you that card and say, now you have a five in charisma. Uh, is, is tr- trading the cards? Is that a thing that they've said? Cause I thought it was just like sharing of the perks, like, um, like, you know, plus five defense or something. And if your charisma is at a certain level, then your other people in your group of up to four also have that perk. I don't. I don't know. If I, I would have to go back and double check it. it yeah, it's, I don't it's, remember. It's still a little confusing, but I I kind of get the con. I get the concept of what they're trying to do. Okay. And I just think the charisma one is always going to kind of be that questioned yeah. one. I mean, because you know, strength is is strength. You know, yeah. And, and whatever. Melee and carry weight and agility is how fast you can move and action points, yeah. like all that's you know, yeah, health, yeah, all that stuff makes sense. But charisma is kind of a wild card. Um, yeah. luck can be a wild card too when you're not talking about like critical hits. Like I can see, you know, luck tying directly into critical hits makes sense. But the other thing with luck was always like finding stuff. Like mm-hmm. when you would loot something, instead of finding five caps, you'd find 20 caps because you have a high luck, um, skill or something like that. And in previous games, luck would also just give you like these random events and stuff that would happen in the mm-hmm. world. Um, which is kind of doesn't really work in a big map with other people because like, one of the one of the things in um was it Fallout it might have been Fallout three or maybe it was New Vegas, but there was one event that if you're it was a random event 
and it was a UFO would fly over and like explode and crash off in the distance. And it's not a place you could go to, but where it exploded, it dropped the uh, a rifle and ammunition, like the alien rifle or something, would like fall. Mm-hmm. And so you would have to like be paying attention, notice what was going on, and then like go and find it in the geometry of the world. Um, so like things like that in a big open world don't really work because I mean they could work. But it might not be for your benefit. Like if you have a high luck stat because you hope something like that will happen and it does mm-hmm. and the thing drops and then somebody else runs along and finds it and picks it up, that's not fun. So no. yeah, no. I don't know how that's going to work. And, and yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't know. There's still so many unknowns, but there's, they keep giving out little bits of info and those cool little cartoons and stuff. So it's, it's fun. Just how Fallout can do it. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm still looking forward to the game. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it, it's just such an interesting concept for a Fallout game. Mm-hmm. And I just like Fallout. I like yeah. playing that type of thing. So Yeah, I want to uh, be in that world. I, I'm looking at this as being kind of like the game where it's like, okay, I get home. I really, really don't know what I want to play. So I'm just <laughs> going to go pop into the world and see who's see in who's, the Fallout. Who's there, what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've talked about their development road and like how they have big DLCs planned and like smaller updates planned. And there's a whole roadmap and everything. And and, you know, I'm excited to see um, if, how or if they're going to monetize any of it. Like, I could I could very easily see them, and they haven't done it, but, like, to monetize the perk packs, to be like, hey, give us five bucks, here's a perk um, pack, you know, open it up, see what right. you got. So then you're looking at microtransaction, and then right. that's play to win. That's yucky, right? Nobody wants that. But, like, yeah. you could see that they could have gone that route, and they chose not to, which is really nice. Um, yeah. but they've said they've got all this content that's going to come. That's going to be free. So mm-hmm. like, what's, where's the trade-off? Like I, I want to give them more money for content because they're a yes. good game company and they make good content. I've bought every single DLC they've ever put out because it's good. Um, and so like uh, in terms of fallout, not, uh, oblivion, I never bought the horse armor. Yeah. Which is, it's funny. Remember how much people shit on horse armor? And it was yes. like, what? It's just, it doesn't do anything in the game. It's, it's just a, it's just on the horse. Like, what's the point of that? Yeah. And now, like, that's what microtransactions are. It's like, hey, give us a couple bucks. We'll give you a green hat instead of a red hat. Like, isn't that fun? <laughs> like, <laughs> silly. So silly. It's, yeah. No, yeah. All cosmetic, com- completely cosmetic purposes. It's, and, and, so. but it's, if it's a company, like, I could see them coming out with like, power armor paint schemes or something. It's like, give us five bucks. Here's 20 different paints. Like, well, if I'm enjoying this game, I kind of want to give you money because thank you. So let's do that. Other people are going to see it. That's the other thing too. Is like, I never understood like the color shading of, of the single player game. Yeah. Like, who, cares? who cares? Yeah. Or like you would, you, you, your character, you don't, your character looks ridiculous because you're min maxing stats. Right. But yeah. if you're, if you're playing with other people, you want to look cool. So like yeah. that makes sense to like tweak those things and give you more like well, I could yeah. very I mean, look, easily look at... go ahead I could very easily say like if you if you go the crafting route in Fallout seventy six we'd be like level one make a shirt cool level two you've got five different colors of shirt awesome level three here's seventy three thousand different combinations for these shirts <laughs> like <laughs> go ahead and make them if you want and try and sell them like shoot have fun yeah why not find find the cool ones find like. Like, are we going to see roving, like, gangs of people dressed in the same, like, colors and stuff? Like, how awesome is that going to be? Ah, I, so I would great. love it. I, I would absolutely love that. 
Um, no, what what I was going to say though is that's the whole draw of, of Monster Hunter. Oh, I don't yeah. Know if you ever played a Monster Hunter game? Yeah, or not? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have weapons that have different stats and, and armor and all of that, but it's like I'm going to go after this monster because this is the armor that I want to wear. Uh huh. You know, and then when you go online and people see, they're like, "Holy crap! What is that armor? Who did you have to?" You know, what was what was the monster you had to go and hunt, you know, 8,000 times <laughs> to make the breastplate, you know? Um, I could see them doing that with this, with 76, really saying, like, hey, for the next week, if you nuke this spot, there's a 70% chance that super fancy thing is going to spawn with rare loot. And then after a week, it's going to go away, but it might come back, but we don't know. Or or its spawn rate's going to decrease. like Or, or, or holiday whatever. stuff. Holiday stuff, sure, like all that stuff, like Halloween stuff, and I, I, I would love, I would love to go and roam around in a Fallout world and have it be Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I have mean, you, if you really think about it, have you been to, um, to uh, Diamond City in at Christmas when it's Christmas time in the game? No. Oh, do it. They put up Christmas lights and trees. Oh, it, they do. But it has to – it's December 25th in-game. Like you have to go there on that day and it's all decorated. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I think that – I mean, it's little touches like that that make me feel that the developer is still thinking about the game. Yes. And that's – and I think that that's kind of sometimes a turnoff of a game is when you log in and – it's like, okay, this was how it was two years ago. It's mm. like they haven't done anything. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I mean, just – I think that that – I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think WoW is so – is so is still relevant the way it is. You know, not necessarily just because of the expansion packs, but, I mean, you walk in there and there's festivals and there's mm-hmm. – and, you know, at different times. And even Final Fantasy XIV, if you could walk in there, you know, during Christmas time, there's lights all over the place and what looks like Christmas decorations. They really don't call it Christmas. Oh, yeah, they call it the lore thing, whatever it is in lore. In, yeah. in the old Star Wars galaxies, it was Wookiee Life Day and that was like yeah. Christmas time, yeah. So I think I think that doing those little things always kind of always kind of make me want to draw myself to play the game like uh, GTA Five. GTA okay. Five during Christmas it's it snows. Oh so really? I didn't know Wonderland. that. Yeah, and you actually can have snowball fights. You can oh. kill people with snowballs. So, <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, so I mean, uh, so it's a lot of fun with that. So I, I think um, the perk system. I like that they went through that, and it's not going to be something that people are. Um, going to have to try to figure out. I like they're going to have to figure it out, but they explained it. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing too is that I don't think people are going to be able to cheese it. You know, that, what I'm I mean, saying? there like, might be like optimal builds and stuff, but it's only if you get these certain cards and it's random. So keep playing, and you might yeah. get that card. Um, but yeah, it's it. And what's cool too is in a in a in a game like Fall, in a single player game, you can go through and you can hop in and be like, I'm going to be this type of character, and so you build your character that way. And then when you're done with that, you say, okay, I'm going to start over and I'm going to be a different character now. But when you're dealing with an online game with your friends and stuff, you want to be able to switch your character around and change them around more often. And these perk cards are perfect for that because eventually everyone's going to be at 15s, right? That will happen within probably within a week or two because people are crazy. But like eventually everyone, all your special stats are going to get up to 15. You're going to be able to use mm-hmm. any perk card you want. And at that point, it's just your choice on how you want to play the game that day. Um, I think the other thing they said is that your your gender and your facial features, you change them whenever you want. You just go into the menu and you mm-hmm. can just look however you want to look, which I think is Supposedly cool. Supposedly they said you can be mutated too. 
Yeah, yeah, there's mutations. You get too many, um, too many rads and you get a mutation. And, uh, mutations, they were kind of cagey on it, but mutations, it sounded like the majority of them are stats, stat changes where you'd get, uh, buffed in one stat and debuffed in, in another stat. Not, not just stats, but like in a way like, mm-hmm. oh, better, um, uh, defenses, like your AC count goes higher, but your total health goes lower, like, you know, something like that. So you, you're correct. You can, yeah. Um, but some of them, and they were like, they did not reveal very much about this at all, but some of them would give you physical changes to your character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, as well as the stat, um, the stat changes, buffs and debuffs. So it'll be interesting to see, like, after people have played, it's like, hey, man, here's what you do. You go out, you get irradiated, you, you try for this mutation. And if you get this certain mutation, then you take these five perk cards. And if you take those, those five perk cards, and if you get this weapon, then man, you are going to be awesome at that one weapon. <laughs> you know, like, there's going to be these little tweaks and combos that people are going to come up with. And that'll be a lot of fun to see what happens. Dude, what happened to you? I don't know. Yeah, you look like Connie Chung. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. I mean, it's just stupid. But I mean, it, it's 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 fun stuff like that, and 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 this it's it's made me once again. It's it's hyped me up again for for Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Um. So, um. So yeah. That, so that's really kind of what's going on. Gamescom still is going on. It goes on all week, I believe, from the recording that we're doing today. Um, so I think if there's any other big announcements that are happening, we'll probably cover in our next episode, Yeah. but, um, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. What do you think? Uh, I'm good. We've been going for about an hour and a half now and I really got to pee. So like, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Uh, well, uh, this is Dan, uh, and Steve signing off from the save point podcast. Uh, like I said, you can, you're downloading it. You're talking to us now. Uh, join our discord. That's the best place to, to get a hold of us. Tell us if you like the show. Tell us if you don't like the show, what you want us to change about it. We're always open for suggestions, um, to get better. I mean, we want to create a show and a podcast that you guys want to listen to. So, uh, just let us know about that, but join our discord and, uh, we'll, uh, see you next time we talk. Bye.